You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. It's training camp, and we still have another game to get prepared for, and I still think there's a lot of battles um, and positions to be fought for. So uh, we're attacking it the same way we have up to this point. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio Linger on with your Matt fingers. Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton, a full vibe today. It is way too hot to be wearing exactly what you're wearing today, Jim. At least that was my thought when I came here. It's headshot day. Matt Hamilton here at ESPN Madison. Thought I'd show off the te- the, the diesels, baby. Well, to be fair, it's not necessarily a headshot day for you. It's for like the sales and marketing teams who put it up on the, the Good Karma Brands website, which is our parent company. And no offense, there's no need for you to have a, a nice headshot or whatever. So that's why you weren't <laughs> informed of it. We did take some photos as a team, yeah. which I think got a good vibe. Strofe's wearing basically a radio shirt. As usual. Yes. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You just happened to stumble into the office today, Jim, about two minutes after I changed out of a button-up shirt and a suit coat that I had on for my actual headshot. Thank you very much. But I'm saying for the show headshot. When do I ever wear a suit coat to this show? Right, and radio nerd Alex Strofe wearing an ESPN radio <laughs> uh, hoodie makes a lot of sense. Then we got Matt Hamilton. Who good though, Strofe. Who loves? I didn't say he looked bad. Yeah. I was just saying. Then and we hey, got Matt Hamilton. At least Hamilton, I'm not a douche wearing sunglasses inside. Yeah, but he's Matt Hamilton. It's like, hey, so that's Strofe, like the thing. I just wear these to block out my no, haters from behind the glass. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one douche Matt Hamilton can. <laughs> see this, Strofe? Can't see me. Linger baby. on your fingers. <laughs> you would know that one, right? Can't see me. Love me some John Cena. <laughs> so let's start Coming with back that. to the WWE. 844-770-3776, how you get into the show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. Let's start, and we're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. What would Matt Hamilton's wrestling name be? 844-770-3776. Uh, Strofe, maybe you can wander in here or try to take a photo in between uh, the breaks or something, but let's get a photo of Matt Hamilton like a wrestling photo of Matt Hamilton, and then we can share it on uh, at Jim and Matt on Twitter. We'll get an Iron Jack poll question coming up in a little bit. That won't be an Iron Jack poll question, but we still want your calls on that, 844-770-3776. Even without seeing Matt Hamilton in tank top, <laughs> mock dog chain, and is that what that is? Like yeah, that, well, this is from that Thursday night game. Yeah, where I but got like, that. what would you call that? Like a dog chain, like a mock one? Because uh, like that looks yeah. similar like the the choke it, collar it, that dog would wear. Straight up like a fake link chain, like yeah, thick but massive, gauge. like yeah. yeah, massive gauge. There yeah. you go, large gauge metal chain, <laughs> and that weighs what? Nothing. An ounce, plastic. Yeah, <laughs> and then you got your obviously your awesome vibes, uh, modified vibes golf club hat. Yeah. you were telling me about that, Matt Hamilton. Normally, I have one that's similar, and it's got the white. Mm-hmm. Vibes VGC and Vibes Golf Club with the golf club is all written in white, and you needed to black it out for uh, something, and you did, and it's got kind of a great look to it, and it's it's kind of a nice alternative logo for them. 
Yeah, uh, I had to black it out for a photo shoot. It was a little bit easier to, like, be hidden. It, no, when you're doing a photo shoot for a particular brand, they don't really love seeing other brands in it's their fair. photo shoots. So that's part of the reason I blacked it out. But after I did it, I was like, I think it looks better. It's like it's subtle, but it's still like the cool vibes hat. So, yeah, sometimes you just, uh, well, like Bob Ross says, it was a happy accident. Bob Ross of PBS fame, the painter, (laughs) is what you're referencing there. Happy little accidents. So what about, and this is my initial, Matt, I say this with love, but after (laughs) Alex Strofe had, you know, called you a douche earlier, you kind of have a junkyard dog vibe to you a little bit. Yeah. So what about junkyard douche? (laughs) 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 That could be your wrestling name. That does... (laughs) <laughs> so I was like a, a douche that was thrown away. <laughs> no, but, no, I hear you're what like, you're saying. You know, I get you know, the idea. No, no, it really doesn't we're sound not, good. We're not referencing. <laughs> we're not referencing the actual product. We're referencing the person, and you look like a person who is a junkyard version. Honestly, of that. I feel like I, I'm taking a peek here. Uh, a little behind the scenes, I can see myself on camera here. That yeah. just same thing that you guys can see online on Twitter um, or X. That it's not. I'm called, not doing that. Whatever no. it is, it's Twitter. Everyone knows yeah. it's Twitter. Um, I kind of feel like I look like the Coors Crusher, right? What, what I look it? like a guy who would just go out and crush Coors Lights all summer. Coors? Like I got that summer look. I like Coors Crusher. I think Coors Crusher fits. Where would are you? Would you crush it like on your forehead? In this wrestling persona, not like well, normal no, here, Matt The Hamilton. situation is, I would never, in this persona, never just crack the can. I would bite it open. Yeah, there you right? go. Like, puncture it with my teeth, drink it, and then, yeah, crush it somewhere on my head or my body somewhere. That would be that would be the play. Are you familiar with the Sandman? Are, are you familiar with the wrestler by that name? No, I was f- just the one that puts you to sleep at night. All right, so the, the Sandman was a guy in, in extreme championship wrestling, ECW, and he would enter the ring from – it, it used to be part of WWE, Jim. Okay. Uh, WWF, you may know it as. Uh, I know I'm old. I, it is, I honestly was barely interested in wrestling when they made the switch, but when they made the switch from WWF to WWE. That killed it for you? I was out. Fair enough. So Brand Sandman, changes X to Twitter. It doesn't always work. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so Sandman would enter from the crowd with a big bamboo stick, a kendo stick, but he would always take a beer and smash it over the top of his head as he would begin his entrance. So his forehead would be bleeding <laughs> as he walked to the ring. And he came to Oshkosh a few years ago, um, and, and he went to the wrestling event I go to every year in, in April in Oshkosh. And afterwards, I was at the bar with him, and he kept telling me I look like, and he's a Philly guy, at the time the 76ers point guard Ben Simmons, who I do not look like. <laughs> But he kept telling me I look like Ben Simmons. That's my Sandman story. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Great story, Strofe. Thanks for that one. Former Badger jo- Jonathan Taylor <laughs> up for trade. Now, normally we like to be like, oh, the Pack- clearly the Packers have no need <laughs> or want for Jonathan Taylor. Could yes. use help at. Jo- running back ain't it. I agree. So it doesn't make any sense there. So I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, on the show. Again, we're also taking your wrestling names from Matt Hamilton. You can see him on the stream at YouTube and Twitter, and also you can uh, see the photo at Jim and Matt. We want wrestling names from Matt Hamilton, 844-770-3776. Then uh, Pat from Addison chimes in. You look like a knockoff of Pat McAfee 
So Matt Pacafee, which is not bad. <laughs> That's With not a bad. Pack reference there too. It is double entendre. Here's the thing. Can- the second Sounds I like came too. in. The second I came in with the tank top on, because it's such a hot day, I knew I was going to get Pat McAfee references. I would like so. you to say this following sentence. Uh, let's pretend the the show Wildy and Tausch, which is on 9 to noon every mm-hmm. day. Uh, pretend it's called Wad and Tosh. <laughs> Wad and Tosh? Wad and Tosh. Wad and Tosh. Wad and Tosh. Wad and Tosh. <laughs> I've had people tell me I kind of sound like Pat McAfee before, so. I've never heard it until today. <laughs> I also want to ask this question. Maybe this should be, Alex, I'll let you decide on an 844-770-3776. Should this be our first Iron Jack poll question? Is the tank top work appropriate? Office appropriate, I should say? Oh, that's a great question. Well done. All right, there we go. Eight. It's not. The answer is no. Right. But in this, but, in this scenario, is it appropriate? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know if people out there. I I would imagine in the handbook at ESPN Madison Good Karma, tank top not flying. Yeah. But you also have to be reported, and people have to care. So to your point, yeah. nobody out there is going to care. So you have that going for right, me. right. But I think like if it's in the handbook, if you like read through it, which you can. Who follows yeah, the employee handbook to a T? Yeah, that's like reading the user agreements for iTunes, right? Like no one reads that. The great Hambino. That's a chime in from Jim, in. Madison. I like that one. I, yeah. Hamadon. The Adam of Madison chimes in with that one. Hamadon. 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 Like a mask. Hamadon. Hamadon. That's a uh, that's a Pat McAfee reference. Oh, okay. Hammer down is uh, what uh, yeah. There you go. Ah, uh, okay. I so like say that. that. I like that. That's what you, though, I think you're supposed to say. It. I think he wants you to say Hamadon. that. So pretty much any word that has a, a W in it, they they replace it with an AH. It's kind of their thing on the Pat McAfee oh, show. So okay. Hamadon means hammer down. Hamadon. <laughs> there you go. Got it. 844-770-3776. I'm feeling a little self-conscious about my tank top, Jim. I, I have a, some sleeves in the uh, in the. Like, in my, I, like, I will say this. Zip on, like, like zip-on sleeves? Like, you know, you have the pants, you could, like, no, unzip them? I, no, I was thinking about going to grab, like, my robe that I wear in the morning <laughs> <laughs> just to cover up. I'm not... Well, my eyes are up here, Jim, okay? I'm not a piece of meat. <laughs> Our friend Molly Brad before the show started, said to me, I don't know that I've ever seen Matt's shoulders before. <laughs> <laughs> Is Matt? That's like, again, I don't have a problem with it, but you are like, you're showing a lot of skin here. Yeah, a I, lot. I know, I know, more than most, but it's, the next two days are going to be like the hottest two We're days. We're in an air conditioned We're not outside. Studio. I was outside. I was doing stuff outside all day. I was hot. I didn't want to put on a full. Like outfit because I want to sweat. On my I didn't want to put show. on sleeves. There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. Here's the thing: we've got fans, and you got to give the fans what they want. They want Donner and Blitzen, baby. <laughs> they want Blade and Laser. I'll say this: <laughs> Let's go. That Matt is definitely not in poor taste or in trouble for wearing this. But I do think... So when I back-to-back and wear a tank top tomorrow, am I going to Al- No. <laughs> Alex, if you wore a tank top to the office, would upper management say something to you? Uh, probably the moment I walked in the door, yes. I, the answer would be yes for me as well. Right, but you guys... I, I'm going to be honest, Jimmy. I, you have more leash than I do around here. But I also have more chest hair than you. It's a, it's a show. <laughs> like, if I'm going... <laughs> Like if I'm going tank top, 
It is a show. So you're going full magic, you know, ma- Harry Magic Mike I can, on us? <laughs> right. I can share a photo. I think I have one of like me in a tank top. Like You can see. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I'm not there I'm in yet. the wrong era. I should have been alive in the 70s. Well, like I am Burt Reynolds is what is going on. <laughs> Why don't you have any chest hair? <laughs> Shaves it. Because I'm just a little boy. Curling. It's like a curling advantage. Yeah, aerodynamic. <laughs> no, I literally just don't grow very, like, I don't really even have arm hair. I just, I'm a, I'm a child. Body hair is one of the weirdest things in the world to me of like where it decides to grow on yeah. who it decides to grow or whatever. Yeah. I've I've a decent amount of chest hair. I mean, it straight but up took me until like I was 26 me. to actually be able to grow like a mustache that you didn't have to like squint when you looked at it. Pat from Madison wants you to embrace it, cut off, uh, and wear it as a midriff, like crop top sort of thing here. <laughs> Uh, so it does say six pack coming soon. When that six pack arrives, yeah. you better believe I'm gonna cut that, cut that midriff in. So never. <laughs> I mean, the Adam of Madison chimes maybe. in. Maybe sleeveless Jesus. But, <laughs> <laughs> but on a side note, Alex, did you ever have? I feel like there's something. Maybe it was pre your time. So maybe I'd ask a question. Would you wear them? Did you ever have? These were. Khaki shorts, but they also had zip-on legs. So oh you, yeah, I own those. So Matt Hamilton owned those. Yes, oh, I own them too. But and now they're—I mean, a lot of that stuff, cargo jeans, all that, they, or cargo shorts and all that—they kind of call it dad clothes because people my age wore it when we th- were younger, when we yeah. thought we were cool. So now I was like, well, I still wear them. I phased out of them because now I feel ridiculous in them. <laughs> they all feel too baggy now. Like I think I'm, I like the more modern fit for things where it's right. a little bit tighter. I mean, I'm working out of carbon world health. I got to show off the the quads I mean, you're and getting everything. Tighter, your clothes should be too. Exactly. So like that's what I want to be, you know, doing it. But Alex, did you ever? No, only sweatpants versions of that. Strofe seems like a big cargo shorts a, guy. Uh, Were you a cargo shorts guy in high school? Never really cargo shorts. Always like the normal khaki shorts that I pretty much. What? I own. I own but three they never pairs. had the side pockets. I own three pairs of these shorts I bought. But they never had the side pockets. Nah, I mean maybe way back, but oh. not not within the last ten years or so. Yeah, I definitely rocked the side pocket cargo shorts as a kid. I was. Uh, I had lunch at North and South Seafood Smokehouse today. I got the so it's Taco Tuesday there. Oh yeah, two tacos, ten dollars, amazing. And I got the fish tacos there. Highly recommend. Came some chips and salsas. Nice little mix up there too. There you go. I'd worked out at Carbon World Health earlier, then kicked down over to North and South, but hung out with our friend Brad from Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. He's telling me winners upon winners upon winners at Ho Chunk Gaming Madison, and they have some really cool. I can, I'm not allowed to like reveal it. But they have some really cool, like, inside features that are going to be coming, kind of showcasing how much money is won, like, in real time. So that'll be something really exciting. They're, they're making some real cool changes over there. They're, they're putting a new, uh, they're redoing the parking lot. They're in the middle of that right now. That'll be done by the end of the month. Oh, wow. So not only is it's only going to be a better experience than it always has been at Ho Chunk Gaming Madison, go be a winner. Go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Cause I love you more than I could love myself. Mama said don't fall in love again. She remembers all that I forget. Yeah, I try so Chimes in, gold hammer or hammer of gold as options for Matt Hamilton's wrestling name. What do you think of those? Gold hammer. 
That's not bad. That's not bad. I we like are. I, honestly, they're coming up with way better names than uh, I anticipated. Well, we That's have some booty, Jim. 844-770-3776 if you want to get into the show. Give us what you think is a, a good wrestling name for Mr. Matt Hamilton. Also want to ask you this on the sports side of things. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Uh, we are live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We're presented by Coors Light. Jonathan Taylor. He, a former Badger, beloved Badger, and a guy that I think everyone, Packer fans included, want to see Taylor succeed mm-hmm. wherever he goes. So I want to ask you this, and maybe this is our first Iron Jack Bowl question, 844-770-3776. Where do you want Jonathan Taylor to go play? Like if you're, Because as a Badger fan, you want him to be successful. So where do you want to see him play? We can come up with some options together, 844-770-3776. I know that I would imagine you don't want to see him, and I don't think you would see him, in Detroit, Minnesota, or Chicago. I would assume you don't want to see him in those places. I don't want to see him in those places, but I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota goes after him. Now, I know they just let Dalvin Cook go, but this is a team that's going to enter a a period of turnover. They already have Justin Jefferson. If they have Jonathan Taylor, it doesn't really matter who your quarterback is next year because – you're going to have really, really good weapons, if not the best weapons at each of those positions. Around so us. how about we use the betting odds as what we can use for I didn't some know choices. There, odds there are betting this. odds. There's betting yeah. odds on everything. Because I have a – I feel like, and just based off of history, the way this team loves to go for free agents, I feel like Dallas seems like a pretty good landing Okay, spot. so the Vikings are plus 1,500. So they're on the list. The That's the middle of the pack. Cowboys – a little bit closer, but not top four, plus 750. Let's see. Top teams that I think could really. Oh, Eight, Arizona's got to be. 844-770-3776. Why, though? They don't have Kyler Murray. Well, they, they're not trying well, to do cause, anything. Because uh, James Conner is just injury prone, and they have a bunch of like newish guys, like first, second year. Yeah, I just don't think they want to win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're interested. I think they'd rather <laughs> just get a quarterback and restart. And Are they not on that list? They're not, they're not no. even listed, no. Gotcha. I guess that, you're, that so makes the a list point. is in front of you, Matt Hamilton. Oh, there it is. So, all right. So, uh, you know, otherwise we just turn into the same team names. Okay, hold on. Let's just rat- rattle off the top four teams in terms of odds. All right, 608 does chime in with Rams was the name. But again, I think they fall into the yeah. Cardinals category of they're they're not, not, we're rebuilding. Not good. But like, I mean, it's still like obviously it's different than the Packers, but like the Packers, even if they didn't have Dylan and Jones, would not correct whatever position of need they have. They're not going to go fill this right. year because that's not they're not going even slightly in. They're not even putting half the chips in to win the whole thing this year. So the team with the fourth most likely odds is the Denver Broncos, which the AFC West did come to mind um, because obviously put up with a former Badger play. in Russell Wilson that correct. worked out really well with Melvin. With and, Melvin, right? Exactly. <laughs> I think that was in Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, I, I tend to agree. Uh, third most likely is the Ravens, as they're seeming to go all in. No, Speaking of Melvin Gordon. That would have hurt Melvin a little bit, I think, so I don't want to see yeah. him there. Yeah, A couple of Badgers. There's, they have so many running backs, too. I can't imagine that the Ravens, they have like four fairly big-name guys. They do. That's true. Uh, by the way, Broncos plus 750, Ravens plus 700. At plus 400 coming in at second on this list, Jim is the Chicago Bears. Yeah, Bears. I don't see it, especially with the price tag that the Colts are allegedly asking for. Did you just is, get a rookie too that they're pretty high on? They do like uh, Roshan Johnson. No, yeah, again, that's it, Roshan Johnson. 
behind I'm, I'm of the believer of a guy like Taylor is like Saquon Barkley. There's only a there might only be like three in the NFL of like running backs who they're not on the level with a franchise quarterback, but I think there's a couple franchise running backs that truly can change the entire complexion of an offense here. Right. Like Derrick Henry. Yes. Right, maybe not anymore, but Henry was. Henry's kind of getting past the prime a little bit, but he's pretty close. <laughs> I mean, he still had a crazy season he last did, year. Yes. I'm still going to throw him in there as a franchise running back. Okay. And so, you know, we we don't have to do that part now. But what I'm saying is that I think Taylor's one of them, and it would help Chicago. But I, t- they're keeping their first-round picks just, to, just as a backup in case Justin Fields right. isn't good. They can go get a quarterback next year, right? So, like, that's the whole thing. Green Bay and Chicago are similar, like that. They both yeah. have two first round picks. They both have backup plans with available picks to go get a quarterback next year. So, I think getting a running back, especially if it has to give up one of your first round picks, doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's all the Colts really want for him, right? Like, they won't take anything less than a first rounder. It sounds like it. Now, again, yeah. if the market dries up, and the Bears do have tradable running, like Cleo Herbert, you could trade the contract. The Bears have the cap space to absorb Taylor and extend him. And Eberflus has, obviously, he was the Colts defensive coordinator, so he knows Taylor, he knows his character, he knows all that. So I think that's why they're high on the list, is mainly Eberflus. Yeah. Because the rest of it doesn't make any sense. Number one on the list, pretty good odds, plus 250, which means you'd have to bet $250 to make 100. The Miami Dolphins come in at number one, which was a little surprising to me, but I guess it makes sense. They, I mean, they're a team looking to uh, they got some guys, in a really tough division. Little injury-prone guys like Raheem Mostert. I don't think he's played an entire healthy season for a while. Well, Taylor, I mean, excuse me, Tua, he's a little bit further along than Justin Fields is as far as, like, I think his concussion issue aside, but Tua had a year last year before he got hurt where they said, okay, we can win with him. Yeah. And so if they throw Taylor, so now they feel like they have their quarterback, so if they get a running back, pair him with the guys, their quarterback. I think the Bears are like, we love the trajectory that Fields is on, but we we need a season where the passing gets better. If he can get the average passing and elite running, the Bears will be just fine with, right. with Justin Fields. And then they would make a move like this. But I think they're a year away from doing something like that. The Dolphins, if they believe in the health of Tua, I think they would make a move. And again, we're asking you, 844-770-3776, Jonathan Taylor's on the move. Where do you want to see him go? Like, as a Badger fan, where do you want to see him go? We're talking about the odds. I would, I would love to see him in Miami. I think... It would allow him to. Yeah, I think he'd get the ball a lot. I think McDaniel would use him pretty in interesting ways. Right. I think Tua could get in the ball. I think with Tyree Kill, I think he could be explosive. Like that's a pretty explosive and interesting offense. So that's a team I definitely would be interested in. I just don't want him to go somewhere bad. Yeah, I don't like. Think, I want to go see him somewhere like good. playoff potential. Like yeah, right. And I think like, that's, that's the only why team the Dolphins trade are interesting. From. Yeah. Um, anybody in the AFC West is interesting. I think it's incredibly unlikely the Chiefs would go after him. I think if they could get him for something, like if they could give up like a fourth rounder, because then they just wouldn't re-sign him and just bring him in, play him for the year, and then let him go make his own decision. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think what other teams have holes at that position. What's Seattle's running back situation? They have Kenneth Walker. He had a good rookie year. I don't know. Just they have like some compete. Macintosh guy behind him too. I don't know walk- Seattle's running backs. Yeah, I just know well. two of them because I was just recently in a draft. What if the, I mean, the 49ers would make sense, but I'm, am I missing someone? Backup McCaffrey? Behind oh, McCaffrey. CMC, yeah. No, I forgot about McCaffrey there. Yeah. Could so. you imagine lining them both up in the backfield, though? <laughs> who do you put on McCaffrey, then? Who are you putting on uh, Jonathan Taylor? That would be insane. Now, the they Browns just. Oh, ma- I know you the, couldn't do it. But. The Browns, they have Chubb? Because yeah. they just cleared up a ton of cap space. Yeah, they have Chubb, yeah. Right. But that could be for Stephon Diggs. 
because Stefan Diggs is maybe not happy in Buffalo. That's been rumored out there. So right. there could be some moves. There'll probably be nothing happening. I mean, Buffalo is a good spot. I, just, They've got I don't a bunch know of what you do here. Meh. This is such a weird situation. I don't think he can go back to the Colts. Like, I just don't think that that's an option. So I think he's going to get traded. It's just a matter of when and to whom. You know what's crazy is this, this whole situation is right when uh, uh, JT was talking about holding out, Jim Ursay spent like $20 million shipping a whale from like not. SeaWorld to... That wasn't him? That whale died. They never shipped it. Oh, so it never, didn't happen? Did yeah. not happen. He yet. was supposed to... He was going to try and we ship did a it whole thing on to its pod, right? Yeah, yeah, and- we, we, <laughs> we did a whole... We did like a whole three segments on it. Yeah, but he week. thought yeah. about doing it. Yeah, but he didn't do it. Uh, well, the, but that's the, the thing. It's like... You're not going to pay your running back. You're I have no more, idea what you're talking. But there's about. no. But it's like different money. Like this is his personal money. There's a salary cap for Taylor. Like, yeah. It's not a matter of paying Taylor. So Jim Ursay, there was a a whale at like SeaWorld named or something. Lolita, who was like fifty something years old in whale years, which is very old. And he was trying to. He's part of an organization. Apparently, he's an animal lover that was trying to be able to fly this whale. Yes, fly this whale. Uh, somehow to the Pacific, all the way across the country, it was going to cost twenty million dollars. What? So it could live out the rest of its life in its with its pod, yes. or it's like its original, because it was probably taken fifty years ago. How did I not hear about? I don't know. Dude. It was like a, I think that you is were, you perfect were out, I throwing think, stones bit. Right there. Wait, well, it came through stones, but you guys just weren't around like, two weeks ago when we did it, right? Huh. Uh, eight four uh, the six oh eight <laughs> chimes in. Uh, it's Eric and Madison. We can add that to the list. Uh, Raiders for JJ, they're disgruntled running back. That's not the worst idea out there. Baltimore is another one that popped up. Uh, but eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Where would you like to see Jonathan Taylor play next year? I just want to see him. I want to be. I want to be able to root for the former Badger and, and see him be successful. And that's why I'm asking the question. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. And we can. I mean, I don't know the. The other teams on this list, like the Broncos, that could make sense. I just want him to see the Buccaneers don't make any sense. I don't think they're trying to win. The Bills would be interesting. The Bills, I think, would be good. I, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm with going, you. I think the Chiefs would be cool, but they wouldn't do anything for the them. The Saints would be, I think, that might be the best fit. Like The idea of like they could use a, an elite offensive weapon and they could lean on him. Since Kamara hasn't been an yeah. elite offensive weapon since I don't since know if like the Bengals can move Mixon. And you, I think he's suspended a little bit, or is he injured? Something's a little off with Kamara, I believe. Uh, and he's then suspended. You, suspended, yeah. So then you need to play him. You I mean you have to find a backup for him for a while? I think it's just two games, but still, maybe it's four. And then you have the Panthers. Doesn't make sense. Although they don't want to lose, they 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 have they have to give their pick to the Bears, so they right. want to win football Actually, games. The Panthers doesn't totally, but not they don't make have sense. the draft capital, right? So that's you know. So we'll. Uh, we're gonna to get to Matt. What Matt missed next segment here, but eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Matt, uh, I regret to inform. Maybe you need to call Paul at Iron Shock, or maybe they do have them. But you need to get a tank top. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, I need a tank top to do the show, so I can have my wrestling persona here. But regardless of whether I'm wrestling, working out in the yard. Curling or on the golf course, Iron Jock has got the apparel for me. That Wisconsin-made garments that have that silver ion technology keeps you feeling fresh and odor-free for as long as you own the garment. The sneaky unsung hero of Iron Jock, in my opinion, the socks. They're 10 out of 10. They got the compression in all the right spots around the arches. They never slip down on you. And even after a good workout, they are not going to make your gym bag reek like a foot. 
shocking stuff from our friends at Iron Jock and this Wisconsin-based company. You can go to ironjock.com. That's ironjoc.com right now. There's always deals going on, so you find what deal is best for you. Load up on great Iron Jock gear, and you can be looking cool like me and Jim all the time with your wonderful Iron Jock gear. You can use the code LOGO40 at ironjock.com. 40% off all large logo items. Iron Jock. It's what's inside that matters. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. It's Mountain Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. You can get into the show, 844-770-3776. We're going to play. We, we brought it around during the summer, but I want to bring it in now. What Matt missed. And, Stro, if you can kind of give us the rundown. And uh, also the 608 chimes with Matt the Macho Ham, because we'll take your... Ah, <laughs> I like that one. Your wrestling nickname from Matt Hamilton, Ham. who <laughs> little, is uh, dressed like a wrestler today. little Randy Savage reference there. I actually have a picture of Randy Savage in my wallet. What? <laughs> it's a really, it's a, it was a sticker I found. It was a really neat sticker, but it's the Macho Man, and I just stuck it in my wallet where my ID should go. So there's actually a picture of the Where's Macho Man. It's in the other room. I'll grab oh, it. Okay. I'll show it to you in the break. Got it. All right. Uh, Time to play What Matt Missed, which essentially is there is no context, Jim. I play an audio clip. Matt tries to tell us who said it, what it's about, and then we all react. Make sense? Love it. Clip number one. You're proud of it, of course. You know, you appreciate it. But the thing that you're proud of is all those games are mostly just like that. You know, preseason games that people want to write write about, some of you in here want to write about and say they don't mean anything because you never played the game. You never were out there in a preseason game. You never were fighting for a spot on the team. And yet you have the audacity to say that the effort that somebody puts into that to win and fight and win a game like that is meaningless. Tell me it was meaningless out there what you just saw. If you like football, is that a meaningless football game? You know, I can't respect anybody that says that because of the effort these guys put into it. That's, what's, that's what you're proud of. And that's, that's why I'm so proud of these guys for the way they fought. It doesn't matter win or loss. It matters, it matters the, way they, the way they went about their business tonight. And I'm proud of him for that. Always will be. Matt, who is that? What is he talking about? <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea who it is, but I love that perspective. You know, I get caught up in this fan, this fan perspective of like, oh, preseason games don't matter. They're shell defenses. But you forget how much is on the line for these third and fourth string guys out there. And for people to be writing in that fashion, like I totally get where this guy's coming from. I'm going to guess. I don't I have no idea what is. I don't feel like it's a Packer. Is it? Is it? Yeah. No, uh, not a Packer. I don't know. Who's the guy in Detroit? Campbell? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell? Detroit. That's my guess. It's Dan Campbell. That is incorrect. Jim, who was that? That sounded like a hard. It sounds like Joe Biden, to be a little bit, honestly, there. <laughs> <laughs> like for a second, uh, I thought I a little bit. I was like, "What is he talking about?" A little bit younger not than Joe quite Biden. Enough, 
uh, stumbling. The man has a stutter. Like, he was diagnosed with a stutter. He has a severe stutter. Yeah, so that's how you know but it's you not... But you don't make fun of someone not for not making fun of Yes, you did. I said, no, that guy did not stumble through his sentence. So you're making fun of the other person for stumbling through your sentence. You don't make fun of someone who has, like, a psychological disorder. Like, he was a severe stumbler. Anyways. Like, <laughs> Jim, who was that? Stutterer, not stumbler. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, who played last night? It was... I'm going to go John Harbaugh. That is correct. That was John Harbaugh ah. after the Baltimore Ravens NFL record 24-game preseason uh, win streak. He's 100% wrong. I mean, literally, the games are meaningless. Like, they, it's preseason. The record, the stats, none of it. Good, that is anyway. meaningless. Good but game it, last night, it means a lot to those fourth stringers, though, is what he's getting at. And that's why it's, it's a fresh perspective because we look at it as fans – Yes, this game literally means nothing. It's not a going fresh perspective. Forward. We're all aware that those guys are busting their butts for it. We just well, I know, but like also can acknowledge I that like essentially making, it's meaningless. He's making a point to to calling it essentially meaningless is really belittling it. Saying that this game has no bearing on the regular season might be a more diplomatic way to say it. But when writers say it's meaningless and your players read that, that is, I can see how that could be rough. You're right. It's it's uh, essentially meaningless, but it's it's not to these players. It's everything to some of these guys who are just fighting for a spot on the team. Were, were you aware that last night's loss for the Baltimore Ravens was their first preseason loss since 2015? No, because yes, it's I meaningless football. I knew that. <laughs> just but it's also like no crap, Sherlock. Like, of course, these games to the guys who are out there trying to bust their butt for it. Like, clearly we know that. Like, he right. was just trying to prove a point. He was over the top. He's a big, hardcore football guy. Like, yes, did you is, you like football? Yeah, but that's not football guy. Like, that's not NFL football. Well, that's somewhere in between. Was a great game. It was, it was close game. Great game. Close game. And yes, yeah, the Ravens but it went down did not to the win. wire. They but stopped Washington right. on a two point conversion. They were down by so, two. They come back. They hit a game winning field there's goal. There's a difference between a close game and a great game. 31, 28. The quality of the play final? was not great. Oh, but come on. Grow up. It was Washington really wanted grow to win. Up. I do like close You games, grow up. Though. Stop watching uh, practice. No. <laughs> Next clip. I think the expectations are a lot higher to me right now for Justin Fields for a very simple reason. The Chicago Bears see that he can be a great runner and hasn't really had all the weapons to be a great, complete quarterback. The DJ Moore acquisition was a great acquisition, and that's exactly what Justin Fields needed. Now, in Green Bay, I think the patience for Jordan Love is much higher right now than the patience is in Chicago for Justin Field. Matthew? Oh, man. I literally have no idea who that person was. Um, okay. You should. Like, he's been around enough. Like, and I knew who it was, but, like, you hear him talk. Like, that's a recognizable voice. Okay. I would agree. <laughs> like, isn't he on, like, every Sunday night? He is? Yeah. Uh, Van Pelt? <laughs> He's on every Sunday, right? Yes. It's, <laughs> it's Peter King. Never heard of the That's guy. That's like a bad on you. Like I'm he wrote for the sports L- he wrote for Sports Illustrated forever and then is on Football Night in America every Sunday night during the broadcast of Sunday Night Football. Uh, maybe I should uh, catch his so voice P- a little bit more. Peter King there saying Justin Fields has more pressure than Jordan Love in twenty twenty three. I think that's right. Um Justin Fields had his opportunity to start. He made his jump. Now they're looking for that third jump out of him. This is Love's first go around. I think 
we've kind of had this show consensus that unless Love is an absolute dumpster fire, like he's got this team for two years, minimum. Year and a half. If you, I mean, like if he, if he just year. looks meh and they draft, let's say they draft the guy in the fourth round. Right. And let's say Love doesn't look like he's getting better. They might want to give that fourth right. round guy a run. Well, so he's at least got the start of two yes. seasons as yes, a starter. Without a so there's no guarantee like that with uh, Justin Fields, right? So I, I, I don't think he's wrong in any fashion. I think if Justin Fields doesn't show any sort of improvement or even like digresses, they're going to use those picks that they got to uh, get another quarterback. So, yeah, I think he's right. This guy, he seems like a smart uh, sports guy. Yeah, you're, you're probably right about that. Jim, do you agree with that? Justin Fields more pressure than Jordan Love at 23? Yes, and I'll say this. I'm going to spin this a nice way. Green Bay has a very accepting and loving fan base, at least initially, and like they, they're excited about the idea of Jordan Love. He's going to get like a year's pass, though. But I mm-hmm. mean, like right now, Packer fans are excited. You got the stank of Aaron Rodgers. You're, just not, you're happy not to have him around. For a lot of Packer fans, like that's part of it. Yeah. So many people yeah. are like, I'm excited for no drama this year. I'm excited yeah, for all this. For real. So like, people are going to give him this year to be like, okay, this is all fun. Like This is just, let's go cheer for the guy. Let's build him up. <laughs> yeah. We've had a lot of winning. In Chicago, it's, it's honestly very similar to like the Cubs. With that 100, you're like, you desperately need it. Chicago needs it. And the pressure on Fields is that the Bears have Fields who would still be an asset to be traded. Let's say he doesn't make the jump they want. They'd be able to trade him plus two first-round draft picks. And if he's not good, well, then they have their own high draft pick. Bryce Young probably won't win a lot of games. So they could have two high draft picks to then go up and get Drake May or Caleb Williams. Or maybe they're you know still they're in a position where if Justin Fields can't get it done, they probably can go get one of those premier quarterbacks or trade for a disgruntled veteran. So he's on a lot of pressure because Chicago is in a position where if it doesn't work this year, they'll just move on. And, you know, he wasn't drafted by these guys. Right. So I think it'll work, but it is a make-or-break season for Justin. He has to continue to show ascension as a passer. I got to be honest, I didn't realize that the, the seat was even warm. I thought Chicago was so thrilled with his performance last year. He, he was safe. But they are, but I mean, if he stays static, yeah, they're going to move on. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I didn't expect that. But like you do the same. I mean, like, let's say Jordan Love goes out and has a Q, we'll just do so, QB rating. It's a QB rating of like 87. And then the next year, he has another QB rating of 87. You're just going to roll with that, stay static, or you're going to examine fixing it, that? I feel like it's so different, right? Because I feel like to the point of pressure, uh, Chicago's been through this heartbreak enough. Whereas Green Bay is coming off two very successful marriages, essentially, right? Uh, so I, I feel like the leash is just naturally longer in Green Bay. Or you could go the other way of like, maybe we, there's expectation for great quarterback play. You could. Like, is Green Bay even, like, just exploring this out, like, Chicago, let's say Fields is somewhere like a Michael Vick type. Which was like borderline franchise QB, but not elite up and down the seasons. But they have a great defense and a great running game. And they let's say they get to the Super Bowl. Like, let's just say like it's similar to what Vic's career could have been. Right. They're gonna be joyous and grateful for that, even if or Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Right. Green Bay has an expectation. Like, let's say you have a great defense and a game managing quarterback. I feel like Green Bay is gonna get sick of that real quick, the fan base. Because they're used to Elite quarterback play oh, and like, seeing the ball bombed all over the yeah. field. So if you end up in the same spot, let's say you win the division, let's say you win a division a little bit less, but you end up constantly coming close to Super Bowl, never getting through, but you have an elite defense. But your quarterback is fine. Yeah. He's Good. Alex Smith. Yeah. That's are you gonna be happy with that? You're no. used to driving you're used to having an elite. 
Green Bay, I mean, Chicago will, will fall over backwards. If yeah. they get, Chicago gets Kirk Cousins, they're going to be losing their mind. <laughs> you're, you're right. I mean, yeah. it, it is it is a fascinating comparison because, I mean, it is the oldest rivalry, right? And we've talked plenty over the course of this offseason, the rejuvenation <laughs> within the rivalry. What are you laughing at? Uh, Daryl and Deerfield chimed in. I just realized that Matt's only doing this because he has a gold medal. I'm more qualified for the show than Matt is. <laughs> On the Peter King, John Harbaugh yeah. stuff so far. I mean, yeah. Well, let's see if he can get the third and final The one. fact that you doubled down on Peter King was not the best look. Like, he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, no, but yeah, I was yeah, just being – here's is. the thing is I'm brutally honest. I yes. had no idea. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I did, but I just didn't know the name. I'm sure I've seen him before. Did you say it was Dave or Daryl in Deerfield? Daryl. Uh, I, I would say, uh, Daryl, I'm surprised it took you this long. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like, half of you listeners are more qualified than me. <laughs> Last one, fellas. You can't coach scared. You know, you see some of the great ones out there. You know, Kansas City's playing their guys. Buffalo's playing their guys. What's in the best interest for our team is to, to go out there, play some football together, and, and prepare ourselves the best way we can for September 11th. I don't want to just throw them out there for a series and get them out. would like to see those guys to uh, go through transition, get to the sideline, have some adjustments, play with those adjustments. And so you'd like to see that transition happen a few times. That's easy, but go ahead. Matt, who's that and what is he talking about? Uh, obviously, he's talking about starting his uh, like first stringers in the preseason game. Uh, yes. Who is that guy? Sounds like a younger guy. I'm assuming it's a coach, head coach probably. Good assumption. Um, who's coach the Eagles right now? What's his Nick name? Sirianni. Is it Sirianni? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Let's go Sirianni. It's Robert Sala. It is Robert Sala ah, talking about playing Aaron Rodgers in the right. third and final I got that again. first episode of Hard Knocks, and I probably should have paid more attention to Sala's Listen to him speak? So, yeah. uh, Matt well, goes, I did. I, talked to, I heard about the crow on the Eagles back. Matt strikes <laughs> out. That is three strikes, and he is out. Oh. Got zero of the three clips today. Jim, congratulations. You got all three. Does that mean I win it? Yeah, you nailed it, bro. You want to wear the, the rally chain? Nah. Yo, good with that shirt. I, uh, I'm i good. I don't need to wear the rally chain. <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Dancing the pain away, the pain away. Wants to be a wrestler. <laughs> Next career. In case this radio thing doesn't work out. This <laughs> <laughs> is Religion Hamilton presented by Coors Light. It's the Mountains Blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. So we've been taking nicknames from Matt Hamilton as far as what his wrestling name should be. Uh, we are also asking you our first Iron Jack poll question. Is wearing a tank top to work <laughs> appropriate and... You just reset it, Alex Schofield. I was going to read the results, but you moved it on me. But that's all right. Uh, right now, 82% of people say no. <laughs> Wait, 
Pop that back up. <laughs> you, I saw it was mentioned as Matt Hamilton today. Okay. And now, what do you think it was going to well, say? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I saw Pat McAfee do it once. I thought it was okay. Wordsmith. Wordsmith. That's what just came out of Matt's mouth. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. You're what? Flabbergasted. Everything's under control. Situation normal. We're fine. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are we feeling about that? Because I thought that was pretty funny. I pulled, like, that popped no, up. No, I think it's the best. <laughs> so that popped up in my, my TikTok feed because I'm a Star Wars fan. And I was like, that's just hilarious from, like, <laughs> all, gonna... all the times we screw stuff up on the show. Yeah. I, I thought that was, was absolutely perfect. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Getting to the show, 844-770-3776. I want to talk, get a little excited about Badger football. We're not talking about it enough. I, I heard this idea, and I want to get... Your thoughts on it. <coughs> it was given to me, and I like the idea. Should the Badgers, and I know that, did LaFleur do anything like this? His first play call as a Packers coach, like any homage to like the Packers history? I know that when Matt Nagy took over for the, took over for the Bears, I think his first play was like a wing tee. And then they they like audibled out of it and then ran a real play, but they came out in the wing tee formation because that's in the song Bear Down. And obviously the the Packers have run. They have an homage play. They have that power run, Paul Horning, whatever that's called. Like I think he might have ran that or like early in his stint as a play caller. I gotta be honest, I didn't know this was a thing. Homage. I don't know if it always is a thing, but I know that the Packers have that. For like an, maybe you can Google exactly what it is, but an homage to Paul Horning, the the power sweep, I think it is for the Green Bay Packers. The Bears had the wing team, Matt Nagy came out, and I think they audibled out of it, but initially they showed up in it. So at lunch, the idea was thrown out that the Bear, the, the excuse me, the Badgers should show up in like a jumbo package and either run their first play out of the jumbo package. I thought like you could. Now the difference is you're homaging to what? Uh, obviously more Barry Alvarez and Paul Chris. You're not going to homage to your fired coach, but. If you homage to the history of Badger football and the old I formation, power I jumbo package, you could come out in a power I and then audible out of it into right. like and just you know have into the wide your rec- air raid offense. Yeah, you could have whatever, the four yeah. wide receivers out there, have them line up in weird positions, and just come stand in it for a second, audible back out, and then run a play. What do you think about that? I, I think it's cool though. I am always down when a team wants to pay homage to the, the team of the past. Right, like that's always a cool thing. I love. I think history is really neat. So, like when when a team is willing to embrace its own history and then showcase it uh, in a in a fashion like that, I think it's really cool. Especially like we had what twenty years, uh, thirty years almost of this. Who knows more? But like the Barry Alvarez coaching tree is thirty years old, right? And we just chopped that thing down like George Washington chopping down a cherry tree. And we're starting in this new style air raid offense, totally different like lineage of coaching style, right? So like I think it's really neat if if Fickle were to go out there and kind of pay homage, say like I understand the history of these Badgers, I am aware of what's going on, and we are going to bring in our style, but still pay homage to like the the old way. This power run game, and I do, I really do think that like Coach Longo is thinking, how am I going to incorporate this already strong running game and running back into this kind of air raid offense? So I think we're going to see a really kind of natural blend between this air raid and this classic Badgers smash mouth football. I, I'm I'm super excited for what the Badgers are going to do because 
They have the coach for the air raid, but they really do have some great personnel for this Smash Mouth football. So I think the world is, and the playbook is Coach Longo's oyster, so to speak. Yeah, and I, I think that the tricky part for the homage is that somehow the Badgers have been running the same offense since 1990, and so it it could dance on the idea of homaging coaches who were just fired. Like, it's like, but that's not like Luke Fickle's problem. It's not like did the Badgers never evolve their offense past what they ran in 1994? I mean, that's just what they they've done here, and yeah, Tom I Oates mean, loves it. And he doesn't want anything to change. He wants to <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh man, that was an unnecessary shot. <laughs> it was, dude. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> Anytime you, know you want to throw a little ageism joke out there, I'm I know, in. Right? You know, yeah, I'll back yeah, you. Matt Hamilton. Hates old people, but he loves going to Ruth Chris Steakhouse with me. We were there a couple weeks ago. We had a good time with uh, some of our friends in the area. Had a nice, uh, had a nice little uh, dinner adjacent to the or like appetizers and drinks yeah. adjacent to the uh, Horseshoe Bar. What did you? I got the old fashioned. What did you get? Uh, I got the old fashioned as well. Yes, they also had the Nola Mule, which I considered. That's a right. good one. And my daughter's name is Magnolia. We call her Nola for short, so I've had that there before. We had the. The ahi tuna is part of the sizzle, oh, swizzle, and swirl. and the calamari. And the calamari there. I for, I'm glad you ordered that. I And first of all, like we've all ordered calamari before. If you're a fan, if you enjoy calamari, you remember, you, you get it, and you get this like little portion, almost enough for one, but you got it for a table of five. This calamari plate was a seriously large plate of calamari. Everybody at the table could get their fill. Where that doesn't seem to be the case normally with calamari, so I was pretty stoked on that when they brought that out. Yeah, it was. Uh, I forgot. I'm glad you ordered it. I forgot how good it is there. I need to get out there more for happy hours because that uh, that sizzle, swizzle, and swirl happy hour is amazing. Shout out to Lee out there. We're gonna have him on the show again sooner than later. And I think the best part is I could go out wearing this, and I would be welcomed at that bar with open arms. I should take a photo of you, send it to Lee, see if he'd still welcome yeah, me. Send it to, am I still allowed <laughs> if I show off the diesels at the bar? <laughs> <laughs> this is Relish and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The Traditions. 